This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. Just to let some of you know that this is a re-upload because I made a right pig's backside of uploading the original. So that's nice, isn't it? This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Johnson puts it in the air. Aiden Fred wins the hour. It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw it. Is it going to be there? Yeah. Yes! Oh my word! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week and Monday's Review Show. Yeah, this week joined by Simon and Stevie to talk about. Stoke City win three points, three games unbeaten. Lads, how are we feeling today? Yeah, it's good, it's isn't like, it? It's it's like Christmas has come early. <laughs> <laughs> three points is all we're after. That's all we want to unwrap. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to start there then, aren't we? We're going to start at a Stoke City. So... Two unbeaten, travelling to Stoke. We were high as a as anything over a win against Blackburn. Um, how were you feeling, Simon? Start with you. How are we feeling Saturday morning? Um, um, thoughts? Come on, let's give a yeah. let's give a little bit of an insight to Simon. All right, okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> woke up and the weather was atrocious, wasn't it? Saturday morning, just absolutely dreadful. We set off down. Um, I think I got a, a WhatsApp from you and then a phone call from Joe because Joe had popped out. M1 was shut, Junction 31, which so happens to be the junction that we're on. Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Anyway, set off, got down there, um, stopped off uh, in Utoxeter, met with a few friends, met up with our groupies, Ash and Steve, our uh, Roland Nielsen groupies, had a chat to them. They still can't believe how young you are. And 
and then we got to the ground fairly straightforward no traffic jams parked up had a chat to a couple of stoke fans walking in who basically said you're going to roll us over today and and uh, yeah yeah it was a, it was uh, not the most entertaining affair but three points good yeah, I got I got the gist of uh, Stoke City on online that they were uh, were very confident. I think they they obviously and we've seen later on in the day um, what happened. Um, it was um, yeah, it was it was going to be three points to us, weren't it, Stevie? You mate, were you confident for the three points? Um, yeah, obviously I I I did the uh, the preview show last week, didn't I, with um, the floating head. <laughs> Ollie, <laughs> Ollie or Fred Dwarf. Red Dwarf. Um, he yeah, he basically Weird. said that um, if we if we score the first goal, uh, that'll be it. And you know, he, I, I don't think they were they, they weren't in great form, and they've sort of fallen off a cliff a little bit. Um, I actually went into the game you, looking at the you know the track record, the things that you got to consider. It was one of those games. Every now and again, you you, you go into a game and think there's going to be a run that ends here sooner rather than later sort of thing, um, whether that be a, so many games unbeaten or so many games without a goal or whatever it is. It just felt that the stars had aligned uh, going into Stoke. I, I was confident. I think I did say last week, you know, head and heart, at the minute you've got to take points on the road. Anything is positive. If, if we'd have got a draw on Saturday, I'd have been all right with it. Um, obviously, three points is, is beneficial, uh, massively beneficial, given the results that, that have happened elsewhere. Um I think, as an overview, we've got to be worried and, and concerned about our home form. Um, we can pick up wins, get three points, draws against the upper teams. That you know, get wins at home against the teams that are in and around us. Anything that we pick up on on the road at the minute is an absolute bonus. Um, so those three points on Saturday were, were, were very welcome. I was confident going into the game. Um, it was the first time that I've been Stoke. Uh, I took Molly, um, some fella with a massive heart. Gave me his tickets last week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I ventured in uh, and I played yeah. a couple of minutes. Just stopping, Steve, because I'd rather have gone to Medwall on the Saturday. That's why. <laughs> I had a bit of Christmas shopping to, I had to do. So, uh, is, is, is Mrs. Rogers around the corner listening to you? Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just so glad. <laughs> She's tuned in. She's one of our many listeners or watchers, should I say. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, Steve, crack on, mate. No, you're sorry. fine, you're fine. Um, so, the, listening to you guys talking, I, I wasn't sure what to expect in terms of the, the you know, the, the, the pre-match and everything around the ground. I'd heard that there weren't a great deal of, of stuff uh, to be had. And I'd seen somebody, I can't credit the person because I can't remember, uh, on Twitter who put a message out saying, um, where is it to go before the game in terms of parking and anything else? And somebody recommended the uh, uh, a rugby club just down the road, about a five-minute walk. So I ended up parking up there, found my way in, um, <laughs> parked up. It looked like a dead end. It ended up going into this car park and it opened out and it was a fairly a big size sort of place. And um, I got out of the car with Molly and literally bottled it because there were no cars in the car park at half 12, one o'clock. Um, and I said to Molly, yeah, we need to go somewhere else because I don't think they're going to let us in here. And just as we were starting to walk away from it, um, a taxi and Uber uh, drove into the into the car park, and four blokes in Christmas jumpers jumped out. One one fag on, and they walked to the the main entrance. And I was like, right, okay, we we're okay in here. So we've gone in. 
I bet it went to Sheffield Wednesday, forty-five pound Christmas jumper, though, were it, Stevie? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I think the, the, we do respect to those lads. The jumpers that they were wearing cost less than 40, 45 quid between the four of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've gone in, gone upstairs, found the bar eventually because it was tucked away around the back of the entranceway. And as I've walked in, um, gone in, star of Praman on tap, have some of that. Um, Grab myself a pint, got Molly a J to L, gets a tap on the shoulder. And some fella goes, um, are you waiting for somebody? Uh, no. Um, are you, you're not meeting anyone? No, it's just me and my, my little one. And at this point, I'm thinking it's a members only club or whatever. I've looked him up and down and he's gone, well, <laughs> if, if it's all right, there's a the, over there, we're sitting over there. And if you'd like, um, we've got a couple of spare seats. Would you like to come and join us sort of thing? Um yeah, okay then. So as we're, we're walking over, he's, he, he said to Molly, I remember you. Hey, he says, you were there at Peterborough in the semi-final. And Molly's looking, Molly being Molly, nine years old, he's looking at him going, and then looking at me going, Dad, what the hell's going on? <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> and he, he, he remembered every detail. Uh, you nice. walked out at this point, you went down, you had a balloon in your hand and all sorts. And at that point, Molly was kind of relaxed and, um, they, they were great guys. Um, travel home and away, season ticket holders. Um, Cheltenham and Gloucester area. Uh, they've got family in Oof. York. Um, right. These That's guys, great. these guys were travelling up from from Gloucestershire. Um, they do games, as I said, home and away. They, they've. He was with his daughter, who was a little bit older than Molly, um, and he was saying over Christmas they're going to do. I think he said they're doing five games in nine days that start with. It might be that they're starting on Boxing Day and then they're doing all the games right up to Cardiff or something ridiculous like that. So they're doing a road trip home and away where they're going to get all the games in. Um, oh, nice. That is absolute dedication. Um, Big up. And then they, yeah, he messaged me on Twitter the, the, the following morning, showing me a video of them. They went back to the, uh, the the rugby club afterwards and they were there till about 11 o'clock that night on, on karaoke. Right. <laughs> big, big, big shout out to that rugby club then, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Recommended for next year. Yeah, yeah. Nice shout, Stevie. Nice shout. <laughs> <laughs> so, two o'clock come round and um, all the excitement about, let's see, the teams. So, the teams come out and the only changes were oh, Liam Palmer, <laughs> for I offer, and then, uh, was it a late one for Pato? Or was, is, it, is he injured? I think he were injured, weren't he? Was it a late call? I, I thought I thought something had come out saying that he, he'd fallen ill. He was poorly. Ah, and, right. And Danny, Danny said afterwards that um, he should be all right for Wednesday. Right. So, I offered um, oh, Pato made way then for Palmer and Johnson, was it? Was it Johnson? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, apart from the obvious, I think I offered did pull up, didn't he, in the first few minutes. I think that he was always going to be a change. Um, and then... Just, just keep a winning team, don't you? I suppose if you can, and and he's tried to that apart from the last change. So no complaints, guys, on the on the starting lineups from you. No, not at all. I think uh, if they, they obviously the I O for one was enforced, so it's a yeah. natural one, isn't it, for for Palmer to come in for that position. Um, the the in his current form, he couldn't drop Volks. You you're obviously not going to look at dropping Bannon. Um, I don't know whether we'll discuss uh, old Georgie Boy, but George fell into the centre midfield as well. Um, you've got to play Kadamachi again. 
uh, it, it all sort of links in fine. You know, it, it, the, the, I, I was no complaints whatsoever, to be honest. The game would have suited Pato. I don't know what Steve thinks. I really do think that game would have suited Pato. It needed a Pato sort of character in the game to sort of... Uh, to. <laughs> It lacked a, a lot of passion in the midfield, and and I think somebody like Pato would have really shook it up and probably given us a little bit of an edge, if anything. Certainly, when Stoke came on, came out, and were a little bit on top for a while in the second half. Yeah, it wasn't um, an inspiring first half, was it? Uh, I think to say the least. Um, and I think it, it was one of those where there was no, if either team had gone in. Ahead, it had been harsh on the other team because what I felt like it felt like it was just a nothing game, and it was pretty, obviously you two guys were there. I had other plans shopping, you see, because that's it. But so, what did it feel like in the first half? Then, obviously, amongst the Wednesday ice on the in the away end, two and a half, two and a half thousand, I believe, was there, two thousand six hundred. So another great sellout, <laughs> travelling support again. Gotta say, yeah, the, the the fans are what they are, aren't they? And at the minute, yeah. You know what you're going to get. Um, Danny Rules carrying this sort of this feeling of, of optimism with him uh, wherever we go, and you know, is is I think Ash, uh, sorry, Sai was sat over my left shoulder on the upper tier, and I was behind the goal. Um, but it was from literally from two forty-five onwards. It was just singing his name for forty-five minutes to an hour, and you know, we can wax lyrical about you know the the, the job that he's doing. But bottom line is, he's galvanised the club. Even though we are still in the relegation zone, we're at the bottom of the league. Um, I can't remember feeling this positive about Sheffield Wednesday. What, 15, 15 years? Um, you know that 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 sort of the everything that's happened previously under under uh, Chan series sort of rule, if you like, or is is ownership as as it's it's had its peaks and troughs and its ups and downs. But it actually feels at the moment like he's doing he's doing his best work in terms of the recruitment and everything else that he's doing. So the the, the game first half was as drab as it was. Um, you still had the atmosphere in the crowd in the stands yeah. because people were you know that that's the the, the buzz and the vibe that you're getting. Um, I think we're both. Sorry, Steve. On, sorry. sorry. No, no. I'm not gonna. I was gonna say something, but I'm not. Made, this is not negative. Is it like blind optimism? Because we don't know anything about Danny Rule. He's come in. I'm not. It's not a negative thing to say that because there is nothing behind him, is there? It's just the way he's gone about since he's come to the club. And I know. I know. What you, I know what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? I, it's just we haven't yeah. got no back. We haven't got no backup to it of why the fans have took to him so much. And they have well, in the position because if you look at it, what is he now? Um, is he nine games in now? Two, uh, three wins and one draw, something like that. Yeah, I'm not a stats man, obviously, as you all know. Um, so it's not it's not the best record for a new manager, but it's just the way that he's gone about it, and for whatever well, reason, and I don't know the reason. I, we were there. We were all there at Watford, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll put this to you: we we set out at Watford. All right, let's let's go back thirty seconds before before we we got to Watford. He gets announced, um, and what's he bringing in? He's, he's coming with a pedigree of Bayern Munich in Germany. Now, if yeah. you which, whichever club you are outside the top six of the Premiership Premier League, I'm not going to follow the Premiership route. Um, if you're out, if you're outside that top six. And you're recruiting a manager that was last involved with Germany in the World Cup, yeah. uh, Bayern Munich. 
you've got an assistant manager that we're paying money to come in from the Red Bull system in Scandinavia. We're bringing in the coach that was at the World Cup with England um, last last winter, who was last at Tottenham, and so on and so on and so on. It carries an air of optimism with it, doesn't it? So yeah. automatically, based on the, the shit that it was under Chisco, you're kind of then going, this is promising. This sounds like a good appointment. Then he comes in and he says his bits in the, in the press conference, and then we get to Watford. And his first team, the way that we set up, the way that he was in terms of his animation, the way that he was at the side of the pitch, it was automatically night and day with what we've we've had for oh, yeah. three months previous. So yeah. that gave me optimism, even though we lost late. If we'd have taken a Chisco team to Watford, we'd have lost 5-0, in my opinion. You know, that's just the way we set up. So okay. it's all been about those. Yeah, no, they weren't. But yet they're sitting 7th, 8th, ninth in the league at the moment, you know? So it's at the minute it's just been incremental gain after incremental gain, and there's been a couple of bumps in the road. Plymouth weren't great once we conceded. Millwall was just a, an absolute anomaly because that was never a four nil game, but we've lost four nil at home. Um, and it, you know, the the Birmingham game wasn't, you know, it weren't great because I don't think that's a game we should be losing. But for everything that's happening, there's there's either been a circumstance or something to cling on to. That has meant that we're, we're we're positive about what's happening, and for me, that's that that's why we are where we are. I get your blind optimism bit, but it's optimism, but it's it's optimism with a, a feeling of this is what's happening. Everything has got some sort of substance behind it. What's happening at the moment, and I think that yeah. that that's a reason that he is held in such high regard at the moment because he's he's doing special things. I think you far. I think you feel that you're in safe hands. Even when, even when we were losing, you know those games at the start of his tenure, you felt you were in safe hands. And when he was discussing the game after the game, yeah, you could see that he was analysing our mistakes. He was analysing where we were going wrong, and he was already got in his mind a plan of how to put that right. It, he comes across to me as a guy who knows, lives and breathes football, and knows football very, very well. Bear in mind, this is a guy whose career was cut really short. He's not had a, he's not had fifteen, twenty years playing the game. I'm not yeah. sure when he stopped stopped playing, but I mean, theoretically, twenty four. You know, I think it was. Hi. So he's not been. So so he's then dedicated his life since for the last ten years to coaching. Mm. At a, I mean, Christ, this is he. You know, to be assistant coach for the national team of Germany, who have won. I don't know how many World Cups, but they're up there, aren't they, in regard to World Cups that they've, and European Championships they've won. With the players that he's coached, I think the feeling is that we're, we are, and I'll go back to what I started with, we're in safe hands in regards to his, his coaching skills. And then, obviously, as Steve alluded to, the backroom staff that has been put in place yeah. is just night and day to what we've just had. Absolute yeah. night and day. And I think that does help, doesn't it? Because it was, and we'll all, I'm sure... Well, I'm going to say 100% Wednesday eyes. It could not have got worse. It is night in day. It, it was that start. Though. It were, weren't it? It was. You, you just look at the, the 10 games that Cisco had, and it was just dire after dire after dire. So I, I just think that I've, I think he's, he's been the right appointment, and the way the Wednesday fans, are, and we've seen, we've all seen over Twitter and social media some of the songs and memes and pictures and and I might have been guilty of one or two of them myself you know so it's <laughs> let's let's put them out there but like I said it's it's good to hear that the Wednesday fans from quarter to three were, were were right on and everything so I mean 
not much in this first half was the in, in terms of action. So I think it's it's one of the, it's one of those in taste like a very forgettable first half. And I know people are tuning in for our tactical analysis and, and all that shit. <laughs> so if you don't mind, everyone might just skip over the first here, yeah. half. You're not going to get <laughs> definitely not more likely to get what food we had at half time. I think. Um, which did anyone have any food at half time? No, pie. Sorry. Yeah, we, pie. Me and Molly got a pie. We had, we had some pies. Four pound, um, five pound. The, these people want an host. Come on, if they're going to go to Stoke again next season, they need to be armed with all the right. Uh, I think I think they were about four quid. Um, nice. They're all right. Standard fare. Sweet. Nice. I like it. Second half, no changes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip straight to it. I want to skip straight to it the non-penalty. And we're all going to have a massive debate about this if it was. Can you remember Oxford? Yeah, you know yeah. The only, one who thought, the only person who thought it was a penalty was Dan, wasn't it? <laughs> so are, are we all in agreement that it wasn't a penalty? No, it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't, it wasn't a penalty. It was more of a foul on, uh, not for Maywo, on... Um, Bernard. Bernard. Bernard, yeah. Bernard, yeah. I, it was, yeah. was for Maywo who was behind the player. And I think the ref thought he pulled him back. Yeah, yeah. But I've looked yeah. at the replay and I, I can't see it, mate. But you could see his arms push Bernard. And I'm like, and the clip of Dawson laying on the ball, like he's got it. And he's like, ref blows. He's like, what? Yeah. Disbelief. Yeah. And there were no, I couldn't see any Stoke players were, were protesting or anything. No, no. Harsh, there was a, there harsh, seemed to be harsh. a bit of a delay, to be honest, from, from Dawson collecting the ball. And then we were like, all right. And then, because I think, Stoke, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, I think Stoke were having a bit of a purple patch at that time. They sent to be a little bit on top of us. Um, and, I, and I also as well feel the referee wasn't hadn't had the greatest of performances all the way through the game. He was poor. Um, we've, said, we've said that far many, uh, a lot too many times. Are, a lot too of teams, fair enough, are yeah. always going up. And I know uh, Rotherham, every time they lose, they always... Yeah, he, he he wasn't good, and I believe he'd been demoted to the Championship from uh, the Premier League. Um, and you do tend to find that, don't you? That they they referee in a different type kind of way, etc. But but the penalty it was a non. No, it wasn't a penalty. The Stoke fans, I think, were as surprised as we were. You know yeah. what Stoke fans were there. Um, yeah, and 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 again, I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to knock the lad, but but Dawson hadn't had the best of games either. He's he, he, he hadn't had the best of games. Now whether it was not whether it was down to the weather because it was pretty crappy weather. Yeah. And Stokes are funny grounds because it's sort of on on three sides, all the corners are filled in, and then you have this one stand from the away end on the left hand side, and and both corners are open, and it's sort of because it's quite set up on a bit of a hill. The wind sort of blows through like a tunnel through that side there, and um, he's kicking distribution certainly in the first uh, and second half wasn't that great, wasn't wasn't brilliant. He wasn't having the best of games, but obviously made amends for that with the penalty. Uh, it was just uh, you know it was a it, it, great save, and then actually kudos to Bannon because you know what he was some way behind the guy who took the penalty. To come in and intercept that and put the ball out because the second, you know, the the ball could have quite easily been put in the back of the net. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I've seen the replay of the thing, and and it is a good height for a goalkeeper, 
but that is not a thing. It's still a good save. He's guessed the right way. He's, he's done it. It's not, I'm not taking nothing away from Dawson for that. He saved the penalty and it was a needed save as well. A much needed save because if we'd have gone 1-0 down, you know, one of them. Um, but yeah, for Bannon, I, I know he's saying that he was well behind, but he had the momentum, didn't he? The, the, the strike hit the ball and stood there and went, he saved it. So Bannon was well on it, but he, he cleared it well. Row XX, weren't he? I think he went into He made sure about it. But that's <clears> it. And and did, because obviously the limited uh, highlights that I've seen um, doesn't really show, but does did that change the game? Or did you feel in the stands? I'm assuming it, it was mental in the stands after the save, uh, as, as you, you'd know, like, but did it did it feel like it had changed, Stevie? Um. There were the, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. Um, I, I, I. It felt positive. It did feel positive. Obviously, you know, you, you get the save, um, and I thought it was a good save. I did. I thought um, you're right. It was. It was a great height for, for for a goalkeeper. But I think he struck it really well. Um, and if you you hit a penalty well, uh, that penalty needs saving, regardless of the height oh, of it. Yeah. And I think. And, and I think it'll go down as one of those sorts of saves that will be underrated because of the height that it was at. But it was it was a bloody good save. Um, controversially, perhaps, I'm going to disagree with Simon. Um, we love controversy on, on this podcast, Stevie. <laughs> that's, um, that's why we're all different <clears throat> characters, mate. That's well, why. listen, if we all sit here and go, yeah, I agree, I agree, we're all right, and this is the same page that we're at, then it's, it, it's, it gets boring, doesn't it? And I think we're all... Big, big enough, ugly enough, and hairy enough to accept that sometimes we'll have different viewpoints. I actually thought Dawson did all right. Um, I, I totally agree. His kicking was abject first half. There were a couple that he's trying to ping out to the fullbacks just inside our half that have gone high. Um, I can remember one to Palmer where he's tried heading it in, going away from us. Um, and there was one that he's just absolutely cleared over one of the fullbacks and it's gone out. And Danny, Danny Rolls yeah. turned around and put his hands in his pocket and just sort of walk back towards the dugout and you're thinking and he's even you know he's apologizing for that because he's he's not he's not quite there is he in terms of it, the ball at his feet but i actually think some of the stuff that he did um in terms of the shot stopping certainly in the second half he's come out he's he's smothered he's closed his angles down i thought he'd done okay to be fair um but i can understand that this isn't a dig at simon i can understand why people think that it, it weren't his greatest game because the bits that we amplify and the bits that we look at the bits that we remember weren't weren't good um, yeah, but I think if you look at where he is, you look at where he is now from where he was maybe four or five weeks ago. I, oh, I, I think there's no, there's no getting away from the fact that he's he's probably grown grown in confidence from the last minute save at Leicester. Um, he's, he's he'll have grown in confidence from a win at Blackburn. He'll grow in confidence now from the penalty save and a clean sheet against Stoke with us coming off the bottom of the uh, uh, the table as well. And one thing that I I have I did notice when the penalty was saved, everybody once Bannon oh, had yeah. cleared it. Everybody jumps on Dawson. There was no fist pumping. There's no high fiving from Dawson. It was just. Oh a, no, he was he was stood there, weren't he? I, I cool, I've, himself, I've done yeah. my bit. Yeah, I've done my bit, and it almost felt like a release, like something had been like a load off his back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when, when when something good happens, rather than celebrate, you you, you kind of feel a relief. Mm. It almost felt like Dawson was relieved that he'd saved the penalty and he'd done done a bit, um, yeah. which I thought was, was was great to see. But then from there, you know. You're ask, you, you were asking about whether or not there was a, a sea change, if you like. Um, 
I don't necessarily think there was. Um, they, they, they still had the chances. Um, there were a couple of uh, mess-ups, one high-profile, one from Ihekwe, weren't they, uh, where he's, he's gone to clear the ball with his right and has ended up toe-pegging it with his left or the other way around and has just totally miss-hit it, and they've gone through on goal. But, you know... Um, was that when he, he then made of, up? He made up for it and ran in the box. And yeah, died. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've been. I, I know he hasn't had the minutes, but I have actually been quite impressed with Nekwe when he's when he's come in. Uh, I've got to say, I've got to say, I don't think because uh, I think at the start of the season, I think for me, play, people were saying he weren't a championship defender, and maybe he's not. But he's obviously a competent. All right, then I know he's second bottom. Stupid, but a competent defender to come in because I've been. All, I think he's played well when he's come in, and, that, and that's just me. I've got to say. I think there's there's a, there's a profile of defender that we've got though, isn't there? And if you look at it, like in terms of physical attributes, you've got Iorfa, you've got Bernard, you've got uh, Bambo, who are all big specimens. The word, they are, isn't they it? are they are big lads, aren't they? Whereas Ihekwe, although he's he'll have the size of of a defender, does actually look a little bit slight. In, if you look at him in comparison to them, these guys look like sprinters, look like athletes, look like people that, you know, can... can, And they are, you know, Bambo did a recovery challenge uh, on Saturday. I, I think that might have been in the first half, actually, where he's given the blow sort of five, ten yards and has made up, you know, that yeah. distance and has gone in and he's put in a challenge. And no doubt we'll talk about him in, in, a, in a while. I thought he played absolutely phenomenally well um, on, on Saturday and that he's on an upward traje trajectory yeah. at the moment. Bernard is an absolute Rolls-Royce of a player at the minute. Um, he's, yeah. he's first name on the sheet as far as I'm concerned and I'll include um, any of the midfield three, including Volks. I'd say that as good as Volks has been, I think Bernard is absolutely integral to what we're doing at the moment. Um, so he's, you know, he's, he, he's not droppable, if you like. Um, so Hekwe at the minute uh, has had to bide his time Um and when he gets his chance, as long as he's acquitting himself well, I think he's 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 doing okay in the role that he's got. I think what he's done is because towards the end, Femwo was blowing, wasn't he? He would. Uh, I think uh, this was probably that game a little bit over. What he needed a bit of a rest, so they took him off like they did against Blackburn the week before, and that's when Ihekwe they swapped it around at the back, and um, yeah, that mistake. He made amends for it, big style, and was just the most perfect challenge in the box uh, to to make up making amends. But I agree with Bernard, and that's probably why I'm a little bit sort of uh, questionable over some of Dawson's passing on 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 um, Saturday, just down to the fact that we've started playing it out from the back now through Bernard, and and he he can pass a ball and he can also run with the ball as well. And, and yeah. he, he's got a knife for passing the ball. And there was a couple of times where you just thought, just do the simple things, Dawson. Just just uh, rather than trying to lump it, which, you know, just bring the ball down. There was one where the ball came down and maybe he needed a shout. And, and it was a simple ball of just passing it out to Dijon. And instead he just lumped it back forward and it, the ball went out and obviously put pressure back on us. Look, I'm being too overcritical on the lad. In, yeah, he's had it. Yeah, I'm going to start. Yeah, you are, Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but as Steve yeah. alluded to, and I, I agree entirely, is the fact of that save against Leicester. He also made yeah. a really good save, I thought, against Blackburn last week uh, mm. at one point. And then, obviously, the penalty save is only going to do his confidence a world of good. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was another start for Kadamatre. Um 
Oh, he, he, he made it 60 minutes again. Um, I, I can only go on what social media and things and said it was a hard game for him. Um, and I don't know, is that, would you say that? He did a lot again, like he did against Leicester, a lot of running, chasing thing, but not having the rub of the green. Would you, would, was that, is it, did, were it good minutes for him as well? Because obviously it's another 60 minutes of proper first team blood and guts football for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, going sir. Well, I, I, I'd, I'd say yeah, it, it was very similar to the Leicester game. It was very similar to the Leicester game. Is, you know, he, he, he covered a lot of, a lot of grass, but chances weren't being made. You know, I thought um, Windass was a little bit anonymous in for the first 10, 15 minutes, and obviously, he was a lot more lively. I thought against Blackburn, so we just didn't have that outlet which Kadamatri would have fed off, and I. I you know, he, he did what a striker does, made a nuisance of himself, but he just didn't get the chances. Yeah. Stevie, you agree with that? Yeah, largely, no, yeah. Of course yeah. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Normally, Shuri disagrees with <laughs> I'm hosting tonight, so he can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was... It, it's the way Stoke set up. It, it, they are... They are as almost that stereotypical big centre halves are going to go and be big centre halves, and the, the 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 way that they set themselves up isn't conducive to having us sort of counter that in terms of the way that we're going forwards. It makes it very very difficult to create the chances for a player like Kadamari to do. Um, he, he's he's the kind of player that I think will want grass in front of him. Um, he's going to be a bit of a a poacher, if you like that that old cliche of being the fox in the box. I think he's going to be that sort of player for us um, when we're in possession of the ball, finding pockets of space so we can go and exploit them, which is literally how he scored the goal against Blackburn. Um, it wasn't that kind of game on Saturday. It didn't feel it didn't feel like the kind of game where we'd go um, out wide, get the balls, and we try and play the way that we play. But I didn't necessarily think that it was it was a game that was set up for an 18 year old lad who was playing by himself through the middle effectively with two wide players that are trying to uh, service him. It's, it's, it was a diff difficult game. Uh, credit to him, um, credit to the, the the manager, credit to uh, the people in and around it. They're, they're managing his minutes. He, I, he, I don't think he was ever going to play 90. Um, yeah. And there was a plan there to, to withdraw him at an appropriate time into the second half. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it it's it's a great experience for him. It's it's great that he's putting himself in and around, and he's going to learn from playing against, um, you know, teams like Stoke and that that sort of dynamic and, and profile of defender. Um, I'd be interested to see him when, and it's maybe a little bit different. Uh, to the the difference between Stoke and Leicester, players that will try and play out a little bit more from the back. It might be that he gets a little bit more joy there because he's going to try and pinch the ball or try and close angles down, try and yeah. try and get on the, the the shoulder of a defender. Um, and I think we might we might see him get a little bit of joy out of that. I don't think it was ever going to be that kind of game on Saturday, um, but we set up. I thought he did well. Um, credit to him. Um, he excites me. He does. He's something different to what we've got. Young, dynamic, uh, pacey, um, puts himself about. He's not Masaba. Scared. Masaba, you've just but having two players like that, dynamic, pacey. Yeah, and maybe Kasama yeah. if he gets a few more minutes and stuff. So it's looking, but, it's looking rosy that though, isn't it? But this, but this is the thing, you know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention more, and I'm not gonna mention Chisco and their reluctance to put Kadamatri in. And there's probably an argument based on what we've got that um, Danny Rule's hand has been 
forced a little bit by putting Kadamatri in because he's looking down. He's he's gone. I want to set up in the way that I I want to play. This is my philosophy, and he uses that word when he's talking about the way that he yeah. plays football. He has a philosophy that he wants to stick by. Uh, unfortunately, we've got a player in in let's say we've got a player in Lee Gregory that doesn't fit what he wants him how he wants to play and what he wants our strikers to do and and i, I love gregory to bits he's, he's given us two years of service that have been absolutely phenomenal at his age his time of career he's a sheffield lad you can worry about anything else he you know and i'm sure he'd agree he's, he's he's literally lived the dream hasn't he a local lad that's come up and, and has done what he's done but man, I, I think it's pretty clear that his time's up which frees up some space. We've got Fletcher up top. He's he's not a striker. We've got Pato that I don't necessarily think is a natural out and out striker that will do what Danny Rule wants his strikers to do. So we're we're at a point now where Kadamatri's come in, and he's come in to do the job that Danny Rule wants him to do because he nobody else can. Um, good luck yeah. to him. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we're rolling into the last ten minutes of the game, and uh, you're thinking, all right, a draw is going to be all right, but. Danny Rule has a different thing. He brings on Basama and uh, and Smith. So he's gone attacking subs. Already Masaba had already come on for Kadamatri earlier on. So you've got three attacking subs that have come on. It's great to see that because I know you said you weren't going to mention it, but other managers have been guilty before of, of not making that change or making it too late. All right, then the last 11 minutes that came on, it, it, it could be seen to be a bit getting a bit late in the game, but three of them substitutions all contribute to the goal. They, they uh, mess up goal kick out from the Stoke keeper. I think it was a Stoke striker nodded it down. It was a great header from Smith onto Gasama, first time touch. And I've got to say that touch from Masaba to take him away from that defender. Yeah. That That is the sort of stuff that I think us Wednesdayites have been wanting from Masaba. That sort of instinctive touch, burst of pace, and the geezer, the centre-half, was not going to catch him. And a great finish as well under that pressure. You're thinking, oh, he's only side-footed it past keeper. An inexperienced keeper. I think the keeper was making his debut as well. Um, but what a cool finish. And obviously, all them Wednesdayites in the right end was uh, <laughs> a touch. What was it like when... when did, did, did it slow motion, lads? So I'm thinking, ball coming, <laughs> you know, it gets touched, Kasama, Masaba just... And then that's it. It went to like half speed and he's like gliding <laughs> down side footed in and then Wednesday it's like I nearly did that geezer have you seen when he does the goal celebrations that a few weeks ago <laughs> the, the stand up guy the comedian yeah yeah like that, yeah <laughs> I mean three games on the trot now we've scored in 90 plus minutes um Obviously, the third goal against uh, Blackburn, equaliser um, against Leicester, and obviously the winner as well. So we've had all three as well, haven't we? <laughs> um, what was it like, lads? I mean, it... I think I think what we've learned this year is that there isn't a better goal to score than one <laughs> in injury time, is there? Last the, six the, months, the, I think, the, the, Simon, the, isn't it? <laughs> it, it's, it? For anybody who might suffer from any um, heart issues then I would imagine a trip to the doctor is for a Wednesday night <laughs> is something that's, that's prescribed. Um, I, at half-time, we said that if anybody's going to win this, it's only going to be by one goal. There was only one goal ever going to be scored, and whoever would score it first would, would win it. Um, I thought the, man, the substitutions, again, by rule, were inspired. 
Um, Smith did what Smith had to do, was holding the ball up, winning the ball with his head, which we were missing because Pato has been doing that, hasn't he, for the last couple of games. He's been the target man to head it on to the guys up front. Um, and it was inspired. It was a bit of a cockle by, by, by Stoke. But again, Smith won the ball down to Kasama, a lovely ball through. And he just, he was sat on the shoulder, wasn't he, of the centre-back, Masaba, and just slight touch of it. And he was away and gone. And then he, it, it was, it was slow motion. Thinking back now, when he was running towards the keeper and the keeper was coming out and obviously we're behind goal. It's like, right, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Yeah, it was. And when he yeah. buried it, it went absolutely nuts. I mean, we had a lot of young lads around us where we were. It's, and it was just limb. And they say limbs. Yeah. And I know it's an overused expression <laughs> um, in social media nowadays. But it was. It was mental. It was great. And it, and it just such a good, good feeling. Just to I gave, I gave it the golf clap like that. <laughs> Did you? Oh, well done. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Oh. Well done. All right. And, and and then that just that just finished him off. And for for the fans that were already going anyway, the Stoke fans, the place sort of virtually emptied in minutes. Um, it didn't um, Did you see Gasama go full Forest Airy and then yes, he ended up in row yes. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm like, where's he? Where's he going? It was, and the, and and the whole team celebrated together. It, and again, I think what Rawls done is he's galvanised the team. I think what Cisco did was he did a fantastic effort of breaking the team up um, into factions, and obviously the Johnson being ostracised and stuff like that. And it really has brought the team together. And we, we, we talk a lot about what we had towards the end of last season of what Darren Moore managed to do with what we had. And 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 Danny Rule seems to have done exactly the same. It's great. And everybody's celebrating and the fans on board with that. And like you say, players running into the crowd and celebrating with the crowd. And I think I think somebody was like say almost saying, pointing out this is for you, you've spurred us on, because Wednesday fans never stopped through the whole ninety minutes. It never went quiet. Just kept going and going and going, singing songs. It was brilliant. Last thing on the game, I'm just going to ask you for a quick man of the match. Your man of the match, um, Stevie. For you, Volks. Volks. Volks again, should we say? Because he has got to say the last three, four games, he's he has been a, like a different player from the player we saw at Cardiff, weren't it, with a bloody handball? Um, mm. Simon. Volks, got to go with Volksy again. He's just been immense the last three games. Absolutely immense. I, I, I don't... I, I, go on, Stevie. Sorry, apologies. I, sorry, I was, I was just going to jump on in, on that point. Um, if he keeps doing what he's doing and doesn't get back in the Wales squad, um, and I know Wales have got some talented players. That's a shame. Um, I'm not being funny. This the, He's doing everything that he can to, to give Rob Page a headache. Um, I don't know what's happened. I don't know. Well, I do know what happened. Danny Rule's got hold of him. Um, <laughs> well, the, the, do, do you know what I mean? But for, from my point of view, he's he's kind of usurped, and I'll say he's usurped. And there 
it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. Byers. And I know there's a conversation about what's happening with George Byers and whether or not he's playing within himself or because we've levelled up and had to level up into the championship as Byers not come to the heights that we'd expect of him. Um, however, Volks has, has shown previous, he's, he's played top-level football, he's played in the Premier League, um, he's, you know, he, he's got experience playing at this level and it just feels like he's kind of kicked on um, and has got the legs on Bannon and has maybe got the brain on Byers at the moment. I know they play different roles, but of the three, he's kind of been the one at the moment that's doing that. And that's yeah. not to be critical of the other two. I just think that no, no. Volk at the moment looks like an absolute baller. Um, it's, it's, it's great to see. I think for every every player that we say that Danny rules uh, change, the way he's coming, the way that he's got them playing, like Volks, um, you're always going to have others that aren't. You know, like I say, like I said, Byers is probably one of them that I'm a massive George Byers fan um, and I, I totally agree with you. For, for the way that probably rules setting up and the way he wants them to play, it's obviously suiting Volks more than it is Bannon, not so much, but definitely George Byers. Um, I think, I think we've. I think so. the only thing I'm I'm taking out of the George Byers thing is that we know he's a good player, and I'm just wondering whether or not he's just going through a dip of form, like a lot of players do. Uh, and and my 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 thoughts are he's he's not an old guy. What is he late twenties? Is that we've seen we've seen how good he is. Yeah. You know, we all mentioned about that Newcastle game, and my only thought there is that. He's just going through it. He, he, bear in mind, he missed quite a bit at the end of the season, didn't he? Last 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 season, um, yeah. and I'm just yeah, wondering was. whether or not you know his form will come. And look, if Folks's form carries on as it is through the season, like you say, Steve, and if Byers can sort of go back to that form that we've had, then that's only going to give us you know positives, isn't it, for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think the, just the last bit on that. I, I, I don't think if we're going to be looking at sort of transfer activity and you know, overhauling the squad at, at certain points. I don't think the midfield is the priority at the minute. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Hundred percent. That's three. All of it. Hey, there's one thing we can all agree on that one. <laughs> uh, just, just, be, just before we uh, move on to our, our next uh, agenda item, because we have got an agenda because we're that professional. Just got a, a message from Martin. Uh, cheers, Martin. Shout out from me to say thank you for this pod in 2023. It's been a tough year for me and TW. W has helped keep me smiling. Thanks to you all. Merry Christmas. Martin, Merry Christmas to you, mate. Thank Cheers, you Martin. very much. Yeah, thank thanks, you much. Martin. Appreciate it, mate. Appreciate it. Right, so um, I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, we'll go with another little bit of good news because we'll keep the positive going. 
we've all seen the announcement today. We've talked about him just briefly on the on the uh, on the review of the game. Um, Bailey Cadamatri signed an, a new contract with Wednesday. Um, as usual, Sheffield Wednesday don't put how many years or how long or anything. But uh, let's hope it's ten years. Let's hope it's fifteen years or whatever. I'm, I'm sure it's it's it's. Uh, I would expect how Sheffield Wednesday have done the business in the last few weeks regarding coaching and, and all sorts of things like that, that they, they've got their contracts for Bailey. Uh, a quick one on that. Obviously, delighted, aren't we, lads? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> That's what we should be doing. And, and we, we, in the past, are guilty of not doing that, haven't we? And we've let players go. So, um, no, well done to the, the coaching staff for doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and whoever's involved in that as well, because... Um, I'm sure when when he scored against Blackburn, it's like, oh my god, that's going to cost another, I don't know, <laughs> five hundred quid a week or or whatever, or even other clubs sniffing sniffing round. You know, gets his first professional goal, uh, senior goal, should I say? Then uh, gives him, but yeah, it's great because I think he tweeted, did he put a tweet out Saturday night? Was it? I think he put yeah. a tweet out say someone said about sign it contract, a little gift, and, and he puts some like, don't you worry about that, it'll be sorted next week. Forty eight hours later, done. Dusted. That's the yeah. business we like, isn't it? That sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, a little segue on that, guys, as well, is um, we brought a new head of recruitment in. So, obviously, January's coming in. Uh, Keith, is it, how do you pronounce it? Is it Beadle? Is it Beadle? Beadle? I, I don't know. Um, I just see all, all the stuff oh. online. Where people people start taking the piss about Jeremy Beadle, don't they? Um, oh, so well, we won't do that. Yeah, whatever. But yes, but the, it's good that the club behind the scenes, for all that we've talked... I mean, we have and other podcasts, other not even Sheffield Wednesday podcasts, have said about the off-field antics at Sheffield Wednesday. It does seem, and there's still issues, massive issues, don't get me wrong, but it does seem we are moving in the right direction not only in the league. Um, but my question, and this is it's a Stevie question, everyone. So, obviously, we've had Danny Rules being able to bring in the staff that it looks like he wants to bring in. So, we've, we've brought Pedersen in that's cost us 100-plus grand. Chris Powell brought in ex-England, Spurs. He's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be like 50p a week for him, is it? Um, he's brought in... Obviously, this guy from the recruitment guy is going to come in. Um, who's paying for this, Stevie? Because Mr. Chancery has not got no money. Hey, I, I posed the question. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to answer it. <laughs> um, Simon, <it's>... Stevie says... <laughs> now, go on, Stevie. It is your question, but I, I thought I'd turn it around on you because you have got quite good a... points on this. It's... Um... Well, it's, it, it's there's points and then there's just the sort of the fantasy, you know, thought points or thinking around it as well. But if you go down the list, we've got the, the, the recruitment guy with 21 years under Ferguson and Wenger, Chris Powell we've mentioned, Pedersen we've mentioned, we've brought in Danny Rule, we've got um, the, the, the analyst, sorry, the psychologist from Ralph Rangnick at Man United. Um, Sal Bibbo has come in, he was at Arsenal. These players that we've said aren't coming in, uh, uh, coaches aren't coming in for, for peanuts, are they? Now, we're talking about the finances and we're talking about the, the, the constraints that we're under in terms of financial fair play, profit and sustainability and, and, and what have you. Um, how are we affording 
to do what we're doing off the field and why is nobody talking about it why is nobody turned around and gone where are these guys getting or where are we getting the money to do this from um and i i don't know if if i'm as i said you know we've got conspiracy theories and and everything else that's going on and the obviously the the go-to at the moment is that we are on the verge of some sort of takeover but to my understanding there's there's nothing going in and around the sort of the day-to-day level of the club that suggests that that's that that's the case but the the big overhang for me and i don't know if there's anybody of our literally dozen viewers that are, are watching that could that could shine a light on this in the comments or if there's anything that you guys know um the the big one for me was I, I remember at the start of the season when things weren't great people talking about the fact that we weren't going to sack chisco because um chancery wasn't going to be in the country and then i'm going back and i'm thinking to my knowledge i don't think he spends a lot of christmases in the uk no, um if anybody if anybody if anybody's aware or anybody wants to comment on this if they're watching it on, on youtube later or the audios or anything like that if anybody's got any knowledge about whether or not chancery spends time in, in in the country over christmas um what's different this year what's happening um is there something going on that he's up to that we don't know about um or is it literally let's grip it and rip it and let's just chuck it everything at the wall, try and stay up on the, uh, with a veiled hope that we can chuck all these people loads and loads of money. And if we stay up, we'll be all right. But if we go down, we're in the absolute shit. Usually chuck money at players. Though, don't you? It's very, yeah. Usually chuck money at players though, don't you? Not usually coaching staff and, and in the way that he must, he must think and, and the coaching staff must think that we have the, we have 90% of the players to, to get us out of this. There's two things here, isn't there? There's the fact that he's assembled, they've assembled a a management staff for managing the team and obviously recruitment that would not look out of place for a premiership team, would it, really? You know, you've got a a, a recruitment there with the experience reading about him, you know, working under Wenger, working under Salix Ferguson. Jesus wept. He's got some contacts, hasn't he? And then you look at the, 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 the coaching staff, which has been one of the best coaching staff I would suggest that we've had for a long, long time. So you've got to look at that, of the fact that several months ago or a few months ago, our chairman said he wasn't going to invest any more money in the club. He, he, he was going to keep the club running, but he wasn't going to invest. And what he's done since then is... Invest. It, it's invested. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Entire opposite. Not that we've not... Our chairman hasn't... You know, completely contradicts himself in the past. But also there's another question to ask there is that these people have come in to the club. They've not turned down the club. They've not looked at the club and gone, oh, there's an absolute batshit crazy chairman in charge who's not going to put any money in. So what's the actual point of me going to this club? Because, you know, it won't look very good on the CV if, you know, we get relegated, this, that and the other. I don't care about the fact, well, they'll come because they've been paid a fortune. Is no, these people... A lot of these people make their careers based on previous results. It yeah. isn't like going for a job that you and I would go for, although it would be because you always promote yourself, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. So if you've got a blot on your CV, which could be Sheffield Wednesday, it's going to affect their employment chances further down the line. Um, so so they've come in on something as well. There, there's something they've seen, and it's got to be beyond we've got a good fan base. It's got to be beyond... 
now we've got you know there's the ability there so 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 there's something a bubbling there's got to be there's got to be the positive side of me says there's something happening but i don't know what now see on screen we've just had a comment a question a statement from mon smith i don't know anything about this matter but i do not believe that the club is for sale danny rule seems really excited about the opportunity to manage us could it be that he is here on a low salary but with good bonus payments, agreements, apologies? I get the impression that Danny Rule is using and improving our own plays instead of using loans. Maybe he's trying to balance out our books by improving the value of the players. Well, that's some long-term thinking, and that would be impressive. <laughs> it's, <coughs> it's, a, it's, a fair, it's a fair point, um, and you know maybe that's it. Um, yeah. Danny Rule's coming in and we, it's performance related um, I still, the, the big one for me um, as good as Danny Rule is the big one for me is Chris Powell, Chris Powell. Um, That's I, 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 do not, I do not understand how we've managed to get that guy what the link was um, it, it, it'd be really tenuous but we've got a bloke that's got a career of however many Premier League games under his belt and the profile that he was at he was working with Southgate a year ago literally a year ago yeah. Um, a year ago yesterday um, was the England France game. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And he was there. Yeah, yeah. Exeter away. Yeah, it was a great game. I, I, I also, I, I also uh, hear that that he's he's very London centric as well. He doesn't yeah. he, he yeah. doesn't want to move away. He don't want to come up north. No, he don't want to come up north. So you know, it, it's it, it's that. It just doesn't. So, I agree entirely, Steve. That is the icing on the cake. Yeah. Also, as well, we've had point. we've had people move up sticks. Not, not Danny Rule. I understand that point. I completely agree with it. Danny Rule is there now. He's wanting to prove himself as a manager. He's never done that job. He's always been assistant. So coming into a role, he's got nothing to lose at Wednesday. Keeps us up. His stock's fantastic. We we go down, but we go down with a fight. His stock's fantastic. But you're exactly right. It's the people underneath that have come in. Uh, Chris Powell, the guys that have left quite well paid and also stable jobs to come to Wednesday. And and then the recruitment guy, it, it all just, yeah. Christ, we might be making something out of nothing. But of course, that's what we do. We're a podcast. <laughs> that's what we do. At the end of the day, that's what that's what we're here for, isn't it? And if we chuck yeah, enough yeah. shit at the wall, something sticks. Yeah. Um, I, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm heartened by the the the, the recruitment fellow coming in. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing what happens in January because the noises that he made at the back end of last week were, I've got good contacts. I'm looking at loan markets. We're we're not just going to go down the the route of this and that. We are going to spread spread the net wide. We're going to look at MLS. We're going to look at um con on on the continent. There's no getting away from the fact that it's got to be more than just a coincidence that Danny Rule, who's never worked with Henrik Pedersen to my knowledge before. Um, but both have worked within a Red Bull system. Um, so there's a, a model, whether or not you want to talk about that aspect of what's going on, whether, it, and I can't, I can't see it, but is there anything wrong with saying, look at how it worked for those guys over there. Let's see if we can do something similar here. And if it's, if, it, if there's no finance and there's no money, I'm not being funny. It's absolutely genius that we've gone. It works well there. And we know how that works. So let's come and do it here. And yeah. make it work for us under our circumstances and, and constraints, and that seems to be what's happening at the moment. At, at, you know, at the absolute base foundation level, worst case scenario, that's what we've got. But I'm I'm excited going into January. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago when I was when I was on 
from my point of view, if we are within touching distance, and I think the the the, the ball part that people have talked about in terms of us being from from safety, if we can get five six points from safety by by January, we're all right, and we're in we're we're in with a fight. Do you know what I mean? And at the minute, I think is it is it eight points? Eight points. Eight yeah, points. Just a look. Eight yeah. points. Yeah. We're we're eating away at it. We're, we're eating away at it. You know, yeah. uh, Huddersfield. Uh, the QPR result came in on on Saturday, and my first thought was, oh shit, they they've won as well. But then the second thought was, yeah. But the second thought was, but Huddersfield have only drawn, and they're the team that we need to be catching at the moment. And yeah. We're two points closer to them. And yeah. above them, you've got three, four teams, is it? Stoke, Swansea, I think, yeah. without looking. Millwall. Plymouth, Millwall, Plymouth. are all there and thereabouts. And they're, they're not a million miles away. And there will be more movement and volatility in terms of managerial coming and going, in terms of people uh, dipping away, form dropping. Yeah. We, we, we've had our blip and we're going to lose more games. And I'll say this every week. We might lose on, on Wednesday night. We might lose Saturday. We've got to keep our. We've got to hold our nerve and just hold on to the fact that we've made incremental gains so far, yeah. and it might be another three, four months before we chip away another three, four points. But if it takes us the next six months to get to where we need to be, or however many games to where we need to be, let's just be patient and keep trusting the process. Well, on that, we've had a question from Christopher. Lads, do you reckon we've got twelve wins in the last twenty-six matches? So I think the question that Chris is asking is, are we going to stay up? Because that is that's what it's going to take, isn't it? So twelve wins gives us thirty six points. That's forty nine points we'll have. That has been, oh well, someone who's a stats person will will no doubt say that that's been good for the last twenty nine out of the last thirty seasons in the championship state. Stuff like that, you know. Um, so what do you reckon? I think I think. Is well, for, well, what he's saying is forty-nine points going to be enough? I think it will be. Yeah, I, 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 looking at that table, so I've got the table up in front of me here. So you actually look. There's three teams on twenty-one points. Okay, then it goes twenty-two points, then twenty-three points, twenty-four. Nobody's that that group from sort of thirteenth mm. downwards aren't pulling away from the bottom three. They're all sitting around on 21 to 26 points. Yeah, it's about so, like, points, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree entirely with Steve. If if we yeah. can, we can be within touching distance two wins in January. Then look yeah. at strengthening the side through recruitment. Then there there are teams that are going to go on runs on dips of form. There seems to be teams there that are already on it. Stoke for one. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, they've they've got rid of the manager. Huddersfield don't seem to be able to get you know any sort of run going. Um, obviously, the team that are in form really is QPR. Yeah. Um, and ourselves. Good. And they, ourselves. They, and they, us. Were, they were good last week. QPR were good. Oh, we QPR looked really good. Yeah. yeah. Before so, bef- before we get to QPR, sorry Simon. Before we get sorry, to QPR, mate. we have um, just a short trip to Norwich on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute journey that is so any of and i, I said it on the stove any of you went and it, it amazes me and us uh, i'll speak for you guys because i'm sure it does anyone who goes to away games the time effort money to go but if you are going on wednesday night you really do need to get your head checked yeah cheers for that that's why i said it <laughs> 
Because, oh, yeah. because I know we're in a good run of form, but a Wednesday night at Norwich, so... Yeah, we're... silly bollocks, silly bollocks yeah. here, decided to buy a ticket. I love Norwich away. I've had some great nights, at, great nights and great days at Norwich. I mean, somebody posted the um, Forestieri goal that was on Good Friday mm. Easter a few years ago, which was uh, just Whoa. the most amazing goal. See, that's the sort of shit. Oh, I'm Jamie, you beat me. <laughs> Fantastic. Jay, Jay, Jamie, I, I want to know. I want to hear that it's the only reason you're flying in from New Orleans. You're just going straight to Norwich and then you're getting yeah. on a plane Thursday morning and flying back. Flying back. <laughs> <laughs> First of four games over Christmas. Oh, brilliant. That's Here, what, what an absolute hero. Brilliant. Absolutely. Right, so I'm just making that short journey from Sheffield to Norwich. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. No, never mind about that. Yeah. No, I like I That's like amazing. Norwich. I love the city. I love the city. I like the place. Um we've always had good games there. So look, um they're on a bit of form as normal. They're I don't know where they are in the table. I should have said it up, didn't I? They are thirteenth. Thirteenth. They've dipped so, and yeah. then come back a bit, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Three, three points off the playoffs, and uh, they are eight points off of relegation, so they're in that mid table. Uh, they did, I think they had a good start, dropped, and I think they've picked up again now. But forgive me, I ain't been really looking into their, their games, no. so I can't no, really no. tell you. Um, and w- I'm saying that, I mean, prediction wise, I would love a draw, would love a draw. No, sorry, I'd love a win, of course. I'm not an idiot, but I'm being a bit thinger. So a draw for me for Norwich, guys. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with the draw. Three points would be marvellous. Make the journey home, the three and a bit <laughs> hour journey home, a little bit better. But um, a, a point would be nice. A point would yeah. really be nice because we will literally be landing, going to the ground, and then getting in the car and heading back afterwards. So. Um, yeah, not in, not in a seven four seven though, or whatever. No, no, it's seven four seven. No, mate. It? No, no, Over not from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I like that. Uh, and then obviously we're not going to have a. Uh, we've got another game to just preview. Really, is QPR, which is probably the one at home that we're looking at to really, really make a dent into that eight points, aren't we? Um, QPR, we've, we've mentioned it a couple of times, in a great run of form for, for a bottom three team. Don't get me wrong. I think I think it is three, win, uh, three wins out of three. Um, they're two points off Huddersfield. It, it's not a six-point because I hate that. I really do. But it, it, it would improve our chances dramatically. What do you reckon, guys? Their new manager, is it oh, um, Sifuentes? Spanish guy, I think he's come in and worked wonders. Mm. Mm. So, because um, Ainsworth was was their Cisco, <laughs> Ainsworth was their Ainsworth was their Cisco. How's that? Yeah, but a shit um, it, 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 I'm with you with the six point six pointers. I think are a bit of a, a stereotype, aren't they? Or a, you know, a, it's typically something you'd say because that's it's a cliche, not a stereotype. That's that's the word I was looking for. Um, but I think it is. I kind of think it is, if I'm honest with you. Um, I'll say it. And for for all the things that I'm saying about we've got to stay in touch, we've got to be there, we've got to be there. It's the flip side to that is if we lose to QPR on Saturday on our home patch, that extends the distance, doesn't it? And it gives another team, all those teams that are in and around, we're hoping for somebody to drop. 
but if QPR keep going, it just makes our job harder because we've got to keep going with them. Um, so, you know, it's whilst I don't think it'd be doom and gloom if we do lose, uh, because we, we, I think our focus changes to teams either above them or, yeah. you know, the teams that are, the, the, the teams like Huddersfield, you know, Stoke that we've talked about, I think Swansea are in that group as well. Um, the point that Chris Shaw's just made on, on, on the screen at the moment, turning Hillsborough into a fortress and doing that on Saturday, I think it's it's bang right. That's where we need yeah. to be. That's where we need to be going forward, you know, for the rest of the season. If we pick up more wins and draws and we do losses at home um, and we can pick up draws and the odd win away, then that's what's going to get us to those 12 wins out of 26 at the end of the day. Um, I do worry about Saturday because, as I said, I've, I've not seen too much of QPR, but the highlight packages of the last two games... Um, I can't remember who the Friday night game was against, but Preston. Preston, Preston. Thank you. Yeah. They look they look steady there, and they've got um, Elias Chair and Willock that are doing well, bits yes. up top, yeah, and the um, the, the the goalkeeper Begovic played Saturday, and he I think he's made the team of the week. Thirty six years old, he was an absolute <laughs> he was absolutely outstanding from the bits that I saw on Saturday. So they're coming in good form, and they're going to be. You know they're they're going to be a tough unit to kind of to, to 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 try and break down. So we've got to make sure that we do as as damnedest to turn Hillsborough into a, a fortress, as as the comment has just been, but also trying to recreate that atmosphere that we had when Peterborough came up, and you know the atmosphere that we had when we we went one one down at Leicester, and and you know try and make yeah. it difficult for teams to come and try and play. That's that's where we're going to get our success going forward. It's always a hard one, isn't it? Because you're never going to replicate the away atmosphere at Hillsborough. You never are, are you? I mean, I know some some sections do, but just as a whole, you won't. But there has been occasions and nights like Peterborough, Newcastle, um, games that we've with the fans have really turned out. And like yeah, like Chris has said, turning the home the home form is where it could be. It could be won and lost for me, um, and. It, Statistically, before we have made it quite a, quite a, a fortress, all right, in the lower leagues, but you've got to start somewhere, aren't you? Um, Simon, I'm gonna. What do you think Saturday for a little bit of a prediction? Um, I think it depends what sort of football they play. I think if they play open football, then we'll have every chance with our high press. Sorry, my dog is going to bark in a minute because I know they're coming. My uh, other half's coming through the door, so there you go. So um, he's. I think we've we've got to look at the, um, like you say, if we can make it into fortress, and I think it'd be a decent crowd because we started to go into the holiday period, so people will be like to go and watch the football over the Christmas period and stuff. So we can get an atmosphere going, and you know what? We didn't fear Leicester. We shouldn't fear these guys. You know, let's play our own game of football. What I've noticed is that everybody's throwing the bodies on the line at the moment. You know, the defence, we, 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 we're still prone to the odd mistake at the back, but then somebody will come in and throw the body on the line to sort of um, stop that ball going in or whatever. So, you know, let's just play our own brand of football. and It does, it, you know. it does seem that Danny Rule does that. He sets up how he wants to sell, not the opposition. You know, sometimes mm. managers are guilty. And I think it's he just... He looks at him that I'm going to play like this. This is the way I'm playing, or we're playing, and stick with it. I'm going to pick this this team for that. And it seems, like I said, at the minute, it is working, and that's all we want. 
But yeah, he has the ability um, to change it as well. So he, he's done that in the last three games, where he's seen yeah. that we, you know, we're starting to. Um, he certainly did that against Blackburn the other week, where they really had a purple patch in the second half, and he just changed it, and then that just changed the game, and, and we won it. So I don't, I don't. They're going through a good spell, but I don't fear them. Yeah, well, like it, like it. Um, God, that's an hour and ten nearly, lads. Done well there, haven't we? Rabble it on. Have you any of you got any any other business? I have one bit. When you, you start there. No, if you've if you've got anything, want to say anything? Any little nuggets of the only, information? The only thing I was going to mention is the season ticket thing. I don't know whether you were going to mention that. Was the fact I that... wasn't because we could be here for another hour. I think. Well, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Just let's pull back the curtain. Was this not the point where you said this will give us fifteen to twenty minutes content? <laughs> oh shit! I did, didn't I? And we did drag out Stoke, which was a hey. It was it was boring. It was in depth analysis. That. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously, everyone for 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 those that don't know or haven't seen the announcement of the early bird season ticket was uh, announced last Monday. I think it was to say that more information was going to be available on Thursday and for them to be on sale Friday of last week. And guess what? That didn't happen, did it? <laughs> Nothing runs smooth at Chef Wednesday. Um, so you can look into that, whatever you want as, uh, as Chancery had a change of heart. Is he adding another couple of quid on because we've scored a few points? <laughs> is is he now going to offer Bailey Cadamarchi thirty grand a week? So we're going to have to be paying for that. You know, you wanted him to sign a contract. You're paying for it. I'm joking. <laughs> so, so yeah, exactly. We don't know, do we? But um, for those people who are obviously lucky enough to be able to renew straight away, they've got to wait till after Christmas, I believe. May not be. It might be a week before Christmas. I don't know. Um, or whatever, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? <laughs> bit of a strange one for, for us. I, I did the uh, uh, White Rose Rivals last week, and I put it to mm. the guys on there. How how do their season tickets go? And at Leeds are different. You can't really count them. Theirs goes on sale at the end of the season, so May time. Um, Hull have a, a subscription. You pay monthly. Yeah, they so don't do have Rotherham. season tickets, do they? No, they don't really have season tickets. Rather than pay monthly, if you want to, uh, and I don't want the Huddersfield guy, he, he didn't say, but we we seem to be the only club that put them eight months on sale before the start of the season. It's just a weird, weird, weird situation. Historically, it's always been like that, hasn't it? I mean, that was even pre-Chancery. I seem to remember. It just that Chancery sent to add, add more windows, so he added more more elements to put the prices up to which point he kept putting up so much they just became unaffordable but yeah, i'm sure good. we've i'm sure in the past when from when we very first started buying them you know in in the days of dave richards there was a, sort of a uh, a pre-season sale but then there was only then that was it you had your early bird and yeah. then that was it and then they went up to the full price and, and and it never went up again and that's how it should be in my opinion you know well, you you have a, a, a month of buying them at X amount, and then if you don't do it after that, yeah, yeah, then it's goes up to whatever, yeah. and that's it. And then they're on yeah. sale for the rest of the season. I just hope that the the club have just realised yeah. that selling a season ticket two weeks before Christmas 
um, was a ridiculous notion for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, of course. And, and, and they reviewed it and gone, hang on a minute. We're, we're in a time at the moment where we're not particularly in the good books with anybody. And um, let's just sell them in the new year. Yeah. Let's review it and make them March time, something like that. And, and we'll probably have a better idea what, <coughs> what league we're going to be in by then. And uh, they can price it accordingly. I think Dan, bless him, makes always makes a really good point when we're talking about stuff like this because he talks about the, the you know without him when he goes on his monologues and he, he starts talking about consumerism and the customer. Um, the point he makes is you know when you're talking about pricing strategies and what have what have you, effectively to to sort of summarise his his viewpoint. Those that are going to buy season tickets are going to buy season tickets. Those that are going to buy the shirts are going to buy the shirts. Those that are going to pay the prices are going to pay the prices irrespective of how much it costs. He could put another 200 quid on the season tickets. I don't think it's going to be an absolute marked difference on the number. Okay, that's a, that's a slight exaggeration. But, you know, effectively, when we're moving a marginally, people are going to pay that extra 50, 60 quid. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think what he's doing by the the, the number of windows and, and phases that we've had, I think it actually restricts, you know, good people that, that, that are going to do it anyway. Um, this, yeah, but they're, 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 they're going to pay over the odds in March, April, June, whenever it will be, if they don't do it now. Now, I use myself as an example. I'll openly hold my hand up. I'm a... Um, you know, I'm a father of twin daughters who have lifestyle and, you know, memberships to clubs and, and, and sporting activities and things that they do um, that cost a lot of money. And I'm going to put my kids first. And as we sit here and do this, it's the 11th of December. We're two weeks away from Christmas. I'm going to put my kids first. And if those season tickets came out and when everybody was talking about it, I didn't comment once because it's irrelevant to me. I am... For, for, for personal reasons, I am literally months away from thinking about a season ticket. The bigger picture is... I can't, um, sorry, I can't wait to see Molly's face Christmas morning because you've seen <laughs> Molly, everyone who ever sees TikTok and everything, Molly's the star. She's going to sit there and she's going to go, where's that little envelope? Where's that little envelope? Where's your season ticket? Where, where's my little credit card? <laughs> yeah. I'm no just going to wrap season. last year's up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you no, go, Molly. It's, I, a, it's a new phone. Well, I don't want that. Where's the season yeah. ticket? <laughs> Looking for the Wednesday app, season ticket app on it. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 the other big, the, the, the last bit from me on it, you know, you guys have mentioned it. How it's, it's a decision to be made in terms of the money and the outgoings. How can you charge the money that we're charging or potentially going to charge based on where we're going to be when we don't know where we're going to be? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't charge us tickets for League One at the same price that you're going to charge us for the Championship because that makes no Absolutely sense right. whatsoever. Absolutely. So right. let's concentrate on getting our league status secure. Yeah. Because well, you can't ask us to pay more money for worse football. That contradicts everything that you've said, Mister Chancery, over the last two years. Yeah. Uh, ob- obviously, there's there's other things that I would imagine cash flow. We want money in. Um, and if you if you're not going to do that till March, then that's another four months of him potentially having to fund things, or I don't know what, or pay your VAT or whatever it was he didn't pay. So I'm assuming before Christmas would have been a great time for him to get, because like you like you said, there's there's going to be fans, there's going to be thousands of you, obviously that don't watch or listen to us, ones and twos of you, that 
or buy that season ticket on the Friday it releases, be in the queue, and that's fine. That's up to them. They've budgeted, they've got the money, that's their thing, and there is going to be thousands, but then there's going to be potential thousands you miss out on because of the way that it's... So it's set up, I think, it's set up for those diehard Wednesdayites that'll do it, you know, like whatever, exactly what Stevie said, diehard Wednesday fans that'll buy it no matter what. And can I just just say something on that point? Sorry. And if you if you are that person that wants to go and do that, then that's absolutely fine. Of course, and, it is. you know you'll you'll get no hatred More from us, no criticism. Congratulations, that's absolutely fine. Um, I can remember a year ago listening and reading things on, online where people were actually getting after each other because people were upset about um, the 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 phases and the early the the the, the timings of it, and there were Sheffield Wednesday fans slagging off Sheffield Wednesday fans because people weren't happy that they were being asked to pay six, seven, eight hundred pound, whatever it were, um, at Christmas time or in January. You know, that's crap. Don't get after people that that, that don't want to spend that money in January. Sorry, you know, that's my soapbox and that's where I am. It's Um, the worst month. It's typically the worst month. It's typically the worst month. But the, 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 the thing that people were saying that really got my goat was, well, you knew it were coming. So you should have say you you should have planned accordingly to other people. You don't know yeah. other people's circumstances. We're in a cost of living crisis. Absolutely, and that's people's circumstances, isn't it? That that um, that people people like you say you've got you've got young kids who are very expensive. You know, I've got a fifteen year old that wants less presents, but are twice as expensive as what he wanted when he was your your girl's age. You know, it it's and also like you say, you go and do a shop now, and it's not. 80 quid it's 120 you know it, it, everything's gone up so it, it's this case of that we're all wednesday fans and if you can afford to buy one that's brilliant if you can't yeah. you can't and that's also as well what the club have got to start and football clubs as a whole and the football industry have start, got to start looking at is the fact is that we are the the life and blood of football clubs you know football clubs were set up by fans you know you look at the football clubs that were set up in our region you know, a mining region. They were set up by the lads who worked down the coal mines. They set up football, and it was set up by the fans for the fans. Don't these days, though, does it? Well, no, no, you're right. But then also, as well, one of the major funds for clubs out of the Premier League is season ticket sales. So they have got to look at them: a, making them more affordable, and b, looking more accessible. And if it is something like the whole whole method, where yeah. you pay a monthly subscription then fantastic, because then you might be paying more in a way, but you don't miss it as much as one big lump sum. Yeah, I don't you know. Whatever, I don't know. We'll just say just say on the copies, 400 quid. Do it over yeah. 10 months, so you have uh, you either have December, January off, yeah. you're most, so you can pay 10 yeah. months from yeah. February to uh, November. Yeah. Monthly subscription, do that. 40 quid a month, I'm sure that'll yeah, be a exactly. lot more. Exactly. You look at Netflix. How many people pay for Netflix or Amazon Prime and they play in one go or pay monthly? People pay yeah, it monthly. If Netflix when it's 400 quid a year, you'd probably go, oh, sod that. But it's so much a month. Like Sky, it's so yeah. much a month. If you if you have that, you just pay it. You don't yeah. think about the fact of the total amount. But they've got to start. And maybe Wednesday are doing that. Maybe Wednesday are looking at new innovative, innovative ways, hopefully. Of, of screwing of people- us. Of, of screwing us, but screwing is <laughs> in something Gently. that doesn't quite hurt so much <laughs> yeah. as yeah. it does at the moment. 
Yeah, well, that was nearly 15, 20 minutes, lads. <laughs> so apologies, everyone listening. We have ranted on far too long Longest tonight. Podcast ever. Just I know, just one other, <laughs> any other business from me. Uh, I don't know if you've seen over our, on our social medias, uh, on Twitter, I think actually, not just social media. Uh, there is a, a Mazala giveaway of a couple of lovely prints from uh, Peter Brigame and Mr. Palmer and the Barnsley game, Windass. So if you go on, if you follow us, follow Mazala, see it on our Twitter, uh, and there's going to be a, a time of going out. This is going to be uh, chosen tomorrow. So you still got time, everyone. So if you do that, give a like, give a retweet, I think all that sort of stuff, and you can have uh, in the chance of winning a, a, a print. So that's it, chaps. Thank you very much for joining me, Simon. Stevie, it's always a pleasure seeing your lovely faces and speaking to you. Um I'm going to do it because we don't do it enough. But if you do like what you hear or what you see, uh, give us a like, subscribe on Twitter, all the things on the bottom of the screen. Thank you, chaps. Um, YouTube, everything like that. We uh, we love to see. And thank you, everyone, for commentating on, on tonight's show uh, and all the listeners. And uh, I won't see you at Norwich, but you may see Simon. Oh, what we're looking at? What we're looking at? Um. Just a oh, just sorry, a quick sorry, one. Apologies, I thought you were pointing at me. No, no, no. Um, ten seconds. If there's anything that you guys want us to sort of discuss, bring up topics, feel free to add uh, comments and, and and get in touch with us. We're more than happy to chat anything shite about Sheffield Wednesday. Um, oh yeah, so... we need content. <laughs> and, we, and we do chat shite. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll echo that. Thank you very much, Stevie. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, get in touch, like Stevie says, if there's anything you want to for us to discuss, talk about, any talking points through the week, or if you just want to record a, a really, really nice message for us. Um, we've had a couple of lovely ones that I might tweet out and stuff. From uh, I'll give him a shower, Gaz. Gaz Robinson, you're your mental, mate. But, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The trigger! It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! Oh my word! It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.